Welcome to the Kara's Kara's Digital Show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin, and this episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. So is bitter better? Naturopathic Dr. Jennifer Stagg knows a lot about how you can improve your metabolism and your digestion as you age, especially after 35. And she's written a book called The Bitter Prescription, Engineering Your Diet, Digestion, and Hormones After 35. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, there's a lot of talk around here uh, if, about just what happens uh, to, uh, you know, we, it worked for me in my 20s. I would just cut carbs and exercise a little bit more. Something changes, right? Oh, yeah, big time. So um, I would say after 35 or 40, I see a lot of women and men, I tend to see more women though, who come in saying exactly that, like what used to work for them no longer works anymore. And I've figured out a lot of what's going on with that. And so yes, our like sex hormones are changing. So like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, but a lot of it has to do with some of the hormones related to how you digest. Um, and so this is where bitters come into the picture and how they can affect how we digest our food and how we metabolize our food, which equates to like fat burning, which we you know all wanna know more about. <laughs> Yeah. And when I think of bitters, I think of that thing that they'd put into a drink, you know? So what are bitters? <laughs> yeah. So those are bitters. That That is actually a bitter compound. So that's right. Like bitters are often used in cocktails and especially like with the craft cocktail industry, they've gotten like a nice resurgence, but bitters were historically used like in the 1800s, like by aristocrats where they would actually drink these bitter compounds to enhance digestion. So they would have it like before dinner and they would have it even after dinner. And traditional herbalists also use bitter like herbs, really concentrated herbs. But now science helps us to better understand what these compounds actually do in the body. And they're not just in those like bitter cocktails and not just in these uh, herbal compounds. They're also all throughout the uh, plant kingdom. So a lot of the vegetables, herbs and spices have bitters in there. Yeah. So you were explaining to me is that bitters are really a phytochemical class in plants and they bind to some receptors that we have throughout our body um, in our digestive tract, but also our heart, lungs, brain, and they can really help us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just like you said, bitters are this specific class of chemicals found in food. And some people know some of these chemicals like um, EGCG from green tea or resveratrol that's gotten like a lot of kind of buzz. And that's that compound that's found in wine. And these compounds bind both our bitter taste receptors in our mouth, but also have action all throughout our digestive system. And now we know they even the receptors are even in our heart and in our brain. Brain. And so there are a lot of studies that are coming out looking at the effect on our other like organs and tissues, but much of the research is more so around digestion and metabolism and things like diabetes and obesity are really um, um, well researched. So if you're looking to beat the middle age weight gain, how do you use bitters to better control your appetite, to lose weight, to kind of rev things up? Yep. Yeah. So bitters, um, consuming them in their diet and I'll get into like how to do it, but what it actually does is it does change your appetite. So when you're eating more bitter foods and especially like eating them kind of like as the first part of your meal. So 
say you're having dinner, you would want to have more like an arugula salad. Like that's a green that's really rich in bitters. And if you have that first or a little lemon and water, like some cultures do that traditionally. And then that's going to enhance your digestion, like how you actually like digest your food, but it also controls your appetite. And studies have shown that can also equate to improvements in glucose control. So your blood sugar and insulin um, and these uh, signals kind of like, you know, play in the gut, but also communicate with your brain too. So you're going to be like more satisfied with the food that you are eating. And then you're going to have improved blood sugar control, which we know as we age, it starts to get a little bit um, sluggish, I guess, is the way we think about it in terms of our glucose response. So how do we do this in our diet? And is it enough? Like just to, I have some green tea every day uh, and I like my dark chocolate. That's a bitter too, right? I hope. But uh, so, but do we have to do this more or, or are there things we have to remove so that we can lose the fat? Yeah. So it's interesting because bitters are kind of like the polar opposite of sugar and our, even our food supply, like how f uh, plants have been modified over the years are to remove bitters from plants and make them taste more sweet to accommodate to like the American palate, basically. So when you eat organic foods and you eat like heirloom varieties, like you see heirloom tomatoes, those actually have way more bitters in there than a conventionally grown tomato. So some of this is going back to like what you're actually choosing at the farmer's market or at the grocery store that our signals are kind of getting like messed up basically because of modern food production, unfortunately. But if you eat more bitters, your taste for bitter. So sometimes people are like, oh, I don't like vegetables. I don't like how this stuff tastes. And the more you eat it, it actually changes the saliva, the proteins in your saliva and you have more of a taste for bitter. So you do want to eat like a lot more. So yes, green tea, some dark chocolate with not too much sugar. These are all great ways to start to get your bitter content up. But on the flip side, you need to really be lowering your sugar intake and like starches and those sorts of things. So you're kind of like raising the bitter compounds in your diet, lowering the sugars and starch and eating less too. That's another component. <laughs> Yeah, because calories matter. Um, I, I know often, you know, we talk about health in the naturopathic world, which is true. We can balance our hormones. We can help our gut. I mean, so much we can do to eat a better diet. But there can be too much of a good thing, I guess, just because we're having organic something doesn't mean we can have more calories, I guess. So can you talk a little bit about do our calories have to come down as we age? They do, unfortunately. And that's like my book, The Bitter Prescription. Part of it is like the bitter truth is that you do have to eat less as you get older. <laughs> so this is why, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm gaining weight and I haven't changed anything. But part of it is that your metabolism is getting a little slower. You don't need as many calories because we're not really like after 35, things are just starting to like break down instead of building. Um, so you're right. Yeah, we do have to eat less as we age and calorie, and it does matter what those calories come from. Yeah. It's also a lot of diet programs, calories in, calories out, pure math. It's just math. It's not just math, right? It's what we eat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's like you need to, you know, definitely be keeping track of how much calories, how much energy is coming in, but you want to make all that stuff count. And 
the reasoning has to do with these phytochemicals and the bitters in there. So if you just eat like 1200 calories of like fast food, that's going to look really different on your body than 1200 calories of, you know, a more a whole foods type of diet. So let's talk about, um, if we want to start this, like if you, first you need to eliminate the sugars and you said you've had one client. I remember when I was interviewing, who said just, which is a lot, I think for a woman in one week, but she lost four pounds doing nothing else other than cutting out sugar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that can make a huge, huge difference because sugar is inflammatory also. So some of that weight that people will lose initially is like water weight. Basically when you're inflamed, part of that is kind of holding onto water. So you lose some of that water weight, but your body starts like functioning properly and starts to burn calories more effectively. Okay. So uh, what about fruit that's in sugar? Like, I, I mean, some diets don't want you having fruits. Can you have fruits? Yeah, absolutely. And fruit are like different types of fruits are really good sources of these bitter compounds. So when it comes to fruit, again, like certain fruits are going to be better for you than others. So bananas and pineapple are really high in like their effect on your blood sugar. So it's going to spike your blood sugar more so than if you were having berries, you know, green apples, like all those things are really great for blood sugar control. And they're packed with these phytochemicals and bitters. So, you know, most people, I tell them they can have two or three servings of fruit just stick more so with the like berries, even melon this time of year, um, you know, that's in season. And that's a really what we call low glycemic fruit. Like watermelon? Yeah. So watermelon, and I would say like a serving size on watermelon is about two cups, but like cantaloupe and honeydew melon, like a cantaloupe, if you, a half of a cantaloupe is the equivalent of the effect of like 15 grapes. I didn't mention grapes, but grapes are sweet too. So you could like, you know, choose what you want. Do you want 15 grapes or you want half a cantaloupe? Okay. So, and, and people can Google this, which uh, I've yeah. learned about the low glycemic index for a long time, but there's a glycemic index. So basically you want the stuff at the bottom. So it would be berries. Apples are okay. Yep. Um, Apples are good. And the big offenders, no bananas, no... Um, Banana, so I would say no bananas at all, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you had a couple of slices in a smoothie, okay, but you can get texture in your smoothie by using like peanut butter or almond butter or something like that to add some texture. But yeah, I would say no bananas, really limited on pineapple. And then with cherries and grapes, those are other two fruits to watch out for. It's like 15 would be considered a serving size, which most people aren't eating 15 great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and what about when you pair it? Like, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll tell you just pair a high sugar. So if you have a handful of almonds and a handful of grapes, even though that's mo more food, is that better for us? Yep. So that actually does make a difference because it impacts how quickly that food gets into your bloodstream. So your stomach is not going to empty as quickly when it has protein, fiber, fat. So combining, so having like an apple and some nut butter is actually a nice combination. The other great tip that I often tell people is that when you're eating your meal, if you have, you know, depending on what you have in your meal, ideally eat more of those greens and vegetables, non-starchy vegetables first then eat your protein, then your starch. So even the order within the meal can affect how quickly your blood sugar gets up. Okay, so think of GPS, greens, protein, then starch. Eat like your GPS. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> I like to remember things like that. Okay, so that's good. And then also, are there supplements that we could add safely to our diet? I know, first, I want to let everyone know that you are a naturopathic doctor right here in Connecticut. People can see you. You take insurance. You're right in Avon at Whole Health um, Wellness Center. Uh, maybe people who are listening who might be outside the state. I don't know if you just do Zooms. Um, but there's blood yeah. work we can get done that our insurance will cover. There's things that we can see when, when our metabolism's not working, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can figure out a lot of different things from blood work. And then, you know, depending on what's going on with a lot of people, sometimes we do recommend really concentrated bitter supplements. There's some contraindications for that. Like if you had a stomach ulcer or like gastritis, like you really shouldn't be loading up on concentrated bitters. Like obviously, you know, you can eat food, but you shouldn't use these really concentrated bitter extracts. But for some people who are having some digestive issues to help get some people who are really hooked on sugar off sugar, I'll use concentrated bitter extracts as well as, you know, working on that whole dietary component and getting more bitter rich foods in their diet. Okay. So the summer's coming. People are looking for little cocktails and things. Is it better to the little bitters and club soda? (laughs) Yeah. Like that's great. And like, I even have some recipes on my website for cocktails, like a, like a Paloma is grapefruit juice. So I will like squeeze fresh grapefruit juice and then you can put tequila in there and lime. And that's like a nice bitter cocktail and it's, you know, low sugar impact, but yeah, you can do that. I also have like a low carb and bitter rich margarita on there too. So yeah, you can really do this with your beverages. And I want to let people know, um, your book, uh, the bitter prescription is actually on Amazon. So they can get it there or probably on your website as well, but here it is. So you kind of go in depth about some recipes and things to do. Um, and with the first step with your doctor, that was a good idea to get some blood work done. I know conventional docs may not test the same way you do. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, when we run lab work, we tend to do, you know, all the stuff that you would have on your annual screening, cholesterol and chemistry and blood cell count. But some of the things that we add on are stress hormones. We didn't get into that. That's a whole other conversation, but cortisol and DHEA, those are important. Um, Insulin. So a fasting insulin really helps to tell us if you're insulin resistant, and that can have a big impact on how uh, quickly you are able to lose weight too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are starting to wear the glucose monitors. I wore it for a little while. I was kind of amazed by what happened with certain things. Um, do you recommend those? Yeah, those are great. And they're totally eye-opening for people to recognize like what their food triggers are. And sometimes it's not even things that they would expect. And then they will be able to like see a clear cut connection between what they're eating. And it can be a really good way to regulate what they're eating. Or to even notice just a 10 minute brisk walk after you eat, how much it changes your whole glucose response. Like there are things that if you did go indulge a little bit, the importance of just moving a lot right after can really make a difference, right? Yeah, for sure. Like you can definitely, um, there are a lot of different things that you can do to modify your glucose response. So, uh, doctor, we really appreciate your time. And I know a lot of us are struggling with this. We could go on and on and on. And uh, we're out of time for this episode. But I want to let people know um, the bitter prescription. Again, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, they can come see you at Whole Health Wellness Center in Avon. Um, you do take insurance. That's important for people to know. Sometimes they think, oh, what if I go there? It's a whole different thing. But so anyway, uh, just appreciate your, your information, something to dive into as we notice um, We can't eat the same. That's the bad news. That's the bitter prescription. (laughs) It is. (laughs) All right. Dr. Stagg, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me.
And you can find more content on the cutting edge of wellness here on Kara's Cures on the WFSB streaming news app. Go back, watch other episodes. I also share this, this uh, content on social media, so follow me there, at Kara Sundlin. You can also join the Kara's Cures Facebook group and uh, learn more information on the cutting edge of wellness. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.